Hi, this is Tony Lloyd. Interviewing people for many years has made me realise that everyone has a life story to tell. Be they sad, amazing or even inspirational, I want to bring as many human stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. Human Stories with Tony Lloyd. Michelle Monroe, welcome to Human Stories. Thank you so much for talking to me. Oh, it's always a pleasure, Tony. Well, we have we have um, chatted before because um, last time you were on Human Stories and on Music Stories, actually, you've been on both. Um, we were talking about your dad, Matt, and uh, his music and his life and everything. And it, that was absolutely fascinating. And it's uh, lots of people are downloading that and listening to that, which is really good. But now... I, I can't believe that was already two years ago. But the new that? album, which was a, um, Stranger in Paradise which was on the show to promote. Um, it went straight to number eight in the charts and stayed in there six months. That's incredible, it was, isn't it? It was incredible. Yeah. Well, it had nothing to do with me, probably. But <laughs> every every <laughs> yeah, little but helps. It's only through people like your good selves that I'm able to tell people what is out there. And it's like this. This is a new book that I'm bringing out. Yep. And um, if it wasn't for you, you know, there are so many people that wouldn't even know it's available. Yeah, I understand. Uh, so, as you say, we're going to talk about uh, a book that you've written that's coming out <coughs> very soon called The Autonomous Cruiser. Um, it says it's a complete guide to cruising for and with disabled travellers. It is correct. And and I know you do uh, lots of cruises. We've been talking about that um, before we started the interview. Um, and you give talks about uh, your father's music and his life, don't you, on, on cruise ships, which it sounds just like the perfect <laughs> working <laughs> holiday to me. It sounds brilliant. Well, I've been cruising for over 40 years anyway. Um, mm. I did it regularly. And then it was I've only been working on the ships for about 14 years. But I've got multiple cirrhosis. And over the years... I kind of realized there were certain stumbling blocks and challenges for me mm. that you don't realize as an able-bodied person, yeah. you know, you don't even think about it. And, and especially since I've been working on the ships, I've spoken to so many people who've come against so many problems and difficulties. And I thought, but there must be something on the market and there just wasn't. Right. Um, and the trouble is that the internet, although it's very valuable in one way, it's also full of dead sites um, and, and sites that are out of date and there's no one policing them. So it was a terrible story. A woman wanted to arrange a trip of a lifetime for her husband, who was paraplegic, to Venice. And she did all the research online. She checked what times the bridge lifts opened and closed, et cetera, et cetera, and got to Venice to find that they'd been closed for two years. Wow. Mm. You know, and Venice isn't easy if you're in a wheelchair. No, actually, I can imagine, yeah, you need to be in a boat to, to start with. It was but. a dreadful um, disappointment, where you can mm. imagine. And mm. that's the thing, that she had looked or done her research, or so she thought. But there's no way sometimes on these sites of knowing when those articles were written. Mm. Um, and you have to be careful, especially if, you know, you're a first-time cruiser. Or, you know, maybe you want to take your mum and she's in a wheelchair or you want to take a partner who's partially sighted or hard of hearing. This isn't just about mobility. This covers, you know, diabetes and heart disease and anything that is a special need, to be honest. Do you think that um, the cruise liners uh, don't um, cater for disabled people or people with, with difficulties properly? Do you think that they're, they're, they're lacking in that respect? 
they're very good at what they do but by the same token for instance wheelchairs you know, they only allow so many people on board with chairs they've got to book a disabled cabin because the wheelchair cannot be in the corridor mm. it has to fit in the room and some people go oh i'll just have that room not even realizing and if you go to the cruise websites unfortunately it's not a great amount in detail and you know if you go to your travel agent Unfortunately, a lot of the staff are in their 20s. They've never been on the ship. Mm. So how could they possibly know what facilities? And if you love swimming and you happen to be um, sort of hard of of mobility, there are ships now with hoists that you can actually go into the pool and have a fabulous time. You know, and and some ships have got fabulous um, facilities in the cabin for uh, the deaf or hard of hearing where they have vibrating beds and different things that, it compensates mm. but then there are other cruise lines um who don't really cater um and there was one poor couple bless them who booked a cruise from roseth in scotland on fred olsen and didn't realize or didn't even think to know that there was no floating ramping operation to get them on the ship and they couldn't get on to the stepped gangway so they were left behind oh my word i mean you know this is the trouble that mm. you need to know every question to ask or look into yourself and once you're on board you'll have a fantastic time but here's another thing and this has come up so many times people will book a holiday and a lot of them do it on destinations and say norway for instance it's seasonal right number one and a lot of the ports you can't dock at the port itself because it's not deep enough Mm -hmm. so the ship anchors and it's called tendering where they use the lifeboats to to ferry passengers across to land. Well, people who are permanently in wheelchairs cannot get on those tenders. They're not allowed. So they can't get off the ship? No. And trust me when I tell you hundreds of people I've met who have got on a cruise and not realised they can't get off. Wow, this is fascinating. You know, so it was frustration on my part. And having met so many people that were frustrated, you know, Mm. the things that they should have asked before they went or things that they should have looked into about the ship itself or the destinations. And there's fantastic companies. There's a company called Mobility at Sea, probably the biggest provider of special needs aids on ships. And if you need an electric bed or a bed hoist or a hoist in the bathroom, you'll get on the ship and it's all in your cabin for you. It's all done. And then they pick it up at the end. So you haven't got to think about it. You can have a really stress-free holiday, but Mm. you've got to know about it in advance, you know. Do you think that, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, talking about people uh, who go on the cruises you just mentioned that uh, can't can't get on the lifeboat or the tender to get to, you know, why doesn't the holiday company or the cruise company make that clear? Well, it's probably in small print on the website, you mm. know, but the thing is, a, a lot of people of a certain age don't like using the internet or never mm. used it, actually, you know, and rely yeah. on what's in the brochure and stuff, yeah. <clears throat> which is very, very little. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, the companies themselves, it's, it's very frustrating. And I, if I may, I'm going to read you an email that I sent to Princess Cruises. And all I wanted to know was what accessibility there was on their private island Princess Key. Right, because the only information on the internet was that it had ramps for access. But was that ramps at the dockside or was it, you know, on the beach? Was there beach wheelchairs, etc.? 
And I got an automated email saying that they'd reply within 10 business days. <laughs> but when I finally received a response, it was really sketchy. This is what it said, that their main concern was that I knew their rules governing tender use for disabled passengers, and they attached a medical questionnaire. And then at, right at the bottom of the email, they informed me, we can supply the information requested. However, we are unable to advise if you will be able to ride the water shuttle. And that didn't answer any question. I never got another email from them. And, and I waited over two weeks to get that reply. And then, you, you know, there are people who are trying to book now or there might be a deal that they want to take advantage of. You can't wait two weeks to know the answer. No, of course. And that was, that's the trouble that there, any company in the world are all concerned with people suing and, and the backlash. Mm. So they're covering themselves. Yeah. But yeah. I wasn't asking about getting off. I wanted to know what, where's their disabled toilets on the island, you know. Mm. And there, a lot of the, uh, beaches have actually uh, sand wheelchairs, which are fabulous. But, you know, they didn't give me one piece of information on the island. Wow. And that's the trouble. And that was directly with the cruise company. I can see how useful your book is to disabled people straight away. And we've only been talking a few minutes. Um <clears throat> But actually, it's not just disabled people, because a lot of people who have cruised before, but haven't cruised with someone with special needs, you know, they need to know the ins and outs as well. And I mean, mm. listen, 40 years of cruising, I give a lot of tips and tricks anyway, mm. um, and how to save money and get free upgrades and, you know, where never to book a cabin on the ship. And, you know, so it's, it's useful for everybody, really. Well, that was going to be my next question. Is the book useful for, you know, people who aren't disabled? And you've just answered that. Yeah. I, can well, I think so, because, I mean, for instance, it, it covers dietary needs, but people with special diets, you know, mm. or kosher, you know, a mm. lot of people want to know, can, well, can I have kosher meals on board and things like that. Um, so, you know, that has nothing to do with disability but you still want to know the answers. Oh, you know, oh. a lot of people have to light a candle on the Sabbath. Um, you cannot take live flames on board, but you can take these battery candles, oh. you know, which give the same effect or illusion. Yeah. But yes, I mean, we tried to, I covered everything from literally the minute you're at home and looking to the embarkation right through to disembarkation and getting home. So, you know, hopefully it will help people because at the end of the day, um, as I've said to you before, I think cruising is brilliant, and it sh but it should be for everybody and mm. not limited by disability. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, the, in uh, Great Britain, there's a law, isn't there, the Disability Discrimination Act, which came in yeah. a while back. Um, but even with that, um, you know, I think people, um, sort of restaurants and places that only have to uh, use abide by a few little things, yeah, you a few know. little things, and and make a re I think the term is make reasonable efforts. Effort. Yes, well, I mean, there's a whole chapter on uh, guide dogs, for instance. I mean, it's really a minefield. Oh, yeah. But uh, by law, every ship has to accept a guide dog. But you know, in over forty years, I've never seen one on board. Really? No. Wow. Never. And yet, you know, they're allowed. Mm. The ship has to make that effort, you know, as do planes, you yeah. know, and there's a whole section on fly cruising and river cruising. And as I say, I really have tried to think of every angle because I think, you know, if it was me, um, what would I want to ask? And I also I interviewed probably more than 200 people 
and said, you know, what was your main frustration? What question would you have liked to have asked or what was lacking? Mm. And so I was able to build up quite a good picture of what was what was needed, I think. Right. And and it's in good old-fashioned, simple English, you know, not waffling on with big <laughs> words that nobody understands. <laughs> but also there's, uh, there's a directory at the back where, where I do highlight specialists. So, you know, you, because there are people that, that actually... Um, specialize in booking cruises for people with special needs and they do know the ships inside out mm. and they will find that information for you if you have a special question yeah and then there's a, a big section in there with q a um you know for instance if you want to take oxygen on board or i mean there's fantastic cruises um that do dialysis now at sea right. so you know nobody should be restricted by uh, their handicap mm, yeah. um, you know because um it used to be that people with dialysis couldn't move anywhere you know far from the hospital but there are cruises now um around the world where they get on and they go down for their treatment and and two hours later they're back having lunch that's amazing. I didn't realise that. It's <clears> fabulous, <throat> you know, it really is. But uh, How many pages yeah. of tips are in the book? Well, the book's 511 pages. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but there's about, uh, there's over 100 photos because I wanted to show people the, like the special Braille rails on Ada, mm. for instance, that they've got on each deck or like the, the Braille signage in, in lifts and the difference between a disability cabin and a standard cabin because seeing something and realizing oh that's what they mean mm. i think it makes a big difference mm. and also you can order braille menus and and your newsletter in braille but it has to be pre-ordered before your cruise right. but it is available on a lot of ships okay. so as i say i think the knowledge is the power to be able to enjoy yourself <clears throat> yeah absolutely well, with 511 pages, it's a good <laughs> idea to, to read it well in time before your cruise. Yeah, but it is an easy read. And because the chat, I mean, like the, the thing about fly cruising, you can skip that whole section. Right. I you see. Know, or guide dogs. Oh, no, that doesn't pertain to me. Epilepsy, that doesn't pertain to me. Yeah. So you can dip into the sections that, that you are interested I'm in. I'm with you, yeah. It's quite uh, easy setup, really. That's great. And it's all colour-coded, so you can literally flick through and go, oh, there's the green bit, that's what I need. Right, that's really clever. Brilliant. You know, hopefully, you know, maybe in a year or so, I might be able to do um, um, a talking version, you know, mm. for blind people. But mm. at the moment, um, it's a, only um, as a, a, what do you call them, hard copies now, yep. and, yep. And, e and an e-book. But hopefully we will. Well, I'll have to come to yours with a tape recorder and we'll record the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the bits you need the audio the audio book for you yeah absolutely yeah well that, that, i did the audio book for dad's book you know the singer singer mm, mm. um and uh, they said to me you're going to have to abridge it because that was over 600 pages and even with a really really abridged version it was still five cds <laughs> <laughs> now have you got plans for another book um, yeah, this is hopefully going to be a series i've already um halfway through the, the and then next one's a port guides for the disabled um so the next one is is cruising in, in norway ports and because i've actually walked all the ports myself and i've gone to find the disability toilets and the ramps and the restaurants that cater brilliantly and you know those that don't shops attractions the whole lot so it will tell you that oh 
that museum is good. We can go there because it's all accessible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it was almost finished. But because of the pandemic, Norway is seasonal. So it's maybe only open five months of the year. So all those little shops and restaurants are independents. And unfortunately, I think a lot of them haven't survived. Mm. So I'm going to have to literally go back to the beginning and email everybody to see, you know, are you still in still business? There. Because, yeah. you know, I don't, I know a book is out of date the day it's printed per se, but mm. I don't, you know, I don't want it out of date knowing it's out of date. No. It's like this book, I updated it for Brexit, which was a big, big edit mm. because, you know, guide dogs, for instance, that was all changed. The European health card was changed, passports were changed, et cetera, et cetera. And then I felt I had to do an update on COVID because, you know, there are rules and regulations for getting on the ship and processes in, in mm -hmm. place for certain ports and on the ship itself. So I thought it was it was better to include it. Yeah. Hopefully it won't last long anymore, but, yeah. you know, Fingers it's still crossed. good to have it. Fingers crossed, yeah. But I had to stop because otherwise I'd be updating it forevermore. <laughs> and it'd be a thousand pages. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is my problem because they said to me, you know, my dad's book was 600 and this one was over five. And they're like, you know, could you not do a smaller book? Well, not to include all the information. No. no. <laughs> well, it's, that's the thing. It's a, it's a complete guide, as you called it. You know, it's, it's, it's a reference book. Well, there's one famous travel company that brought out a book on Northern Europe ports. And I thought, oh, they've beaten me to it. But I looked inside and they only highlight three um, Norwegian ports. And I thought, well, that's no good because one, it might not even include the one you're going to. But it doesn't, it doesn't help you if you're on a cruise to Norway or a cruise <laughs> somewhere else. So they've dipped into sort of the main ports. Whereas in Norway, I've actually highlighted every single port that the cruise ships visit. Right. Fantastic. So, I mean, there'll always be new ones added, yeah. but, it, it will, you know, there's there's one um, port, um, which is fantastic because the, the pavements are heated in the main town. So when they get these really big snow flurries, the pavements are safe to walk on. Right, I see. So, you know, you need it's good to know things like that. What's, um, this is going to be a crazy question. And <laughs> apart from advising people to read your book obviously what general advice would you give somebody listening to this who may be disabled or have special needs before they go on a cruise well don't be scared i think that a lot of it is fear and then they go oh no that's not for me i can't do that you know at least look at the book and and look at everything involved and then maybe see if it's for you because i mean as I said to you, I think cruising is the best form of travel that the countries come to you. You know, you open your eyes and you're in another place. Some people don't actually ever get off in a port. They just want to enjoy the facilities of the ships. Oh. I mean, ships are fantastic now. The food is subliminal. The, the entertainment is there. And it's all included in the price. So I think you can have a fabulous time. As I said to you before, cruising shouldn't just be for the able-bodied. You know, oh. it should be for everybody. Absolutely. And I think they've just got to, you know, formulate a list of questions that would pertain to you. Some of the old ships, for instance, the bathrooms have lips, which is no good if, if you can't step over it or, you know, yeah. if you're blind, it's not the easiest thing. So, you know, things like that. Some ships have electric doors that open automatically when you get to your cabin. They have Braille outside so you can feel your number. So, you know, it's just knowing 
uh, what questions to ask and to make sure you pick the right ship for you. Fantastic advice. And you've definitely got me interested in going, not that I'm disabled yet, <clears throat> but you definitely got me interested in uh, in trying a cruise, as you said. You That's amazing. Not, as I say, it's not just for people that have special needs. You could mm. be a slow walker, mm. you know, and, and this is the point. A lot of people who are on sticks and are quite slow, they're, they're worried about, for instance, booking a tour and then people sort of rolling their eyes like, oh, aren't you coming? Hurry up, you mm. know, feeling really awkward. Um, and there are cruises and tours specifically that cater for everybody. So you don't have to feel awkward, you know, or like, oh, I'm putting other people out, you know, and some of the coaches have electric hoists to get you on, on onto the bus. Um, there's all sorts of things out there. As I say, just choosing the right vehicle is probably the most important. And then obviously, if you are in a wheelchair, don't book tender ports if you want to get off there. Oh. I mean, you can't, no, no ship can guarantee you know that they'll they'll actually dock at the pier because weather and all sorts can yeah. happen yeah. but you know most of the time the itinerary stays the same yeah so you know if you do have a problem with getting onto a small little you know and it is little it's only a hundred people get on these uh mm -hmm. lifeboats then don't book a cruise that you know involves tendering good advice Michelle, it's been fantastic and fascinating as ever talking to you. Thank you very much for talking to me on human stories. No, uh, thank you, Tony. Well, no, as I say, it's just very passionate to me because uh -huh. I've got MS myself. Yeah. And because I've come up against my problems, you know, personally. Yeah. And, and I just, I don't understand that there's nothing on the market. Mm. I wrote, started writing this book five years ago. Wow. And all in that time, I kept thinking someone's going to beat me to this, you know. <laughs> And then obviously during the pandemic, there's no point bringing out a, a book on cruising when the ships weren't sailing. No. So no. I'm, I'm hoping now, you know, things are starting to go back to normal. Yep. So hopefully the, t the timing is right. And I'm, I just would be grateful if it helps anybody, you know. That's very lovely. And I'm sure it'd be a massive success. The Autonomous Cruiser by Michelle Monroe. Good luck with uh, the book. And uh, hopefully we'll talk again when you do the next one. Yeah, well, it's coming out on the 8th of March, by the way, and March, um, okay. available from Amazon and all hopefully good online shops and bookshops. No problem. I'll put that in the in the text with the podcast. Thank you very much once again, Michelle. Thanks, Tony, and bon voyage. Human Stories is a free podcast with no fees paid to contributors in the hope that they'll inspire or help others. Get in touch if you have a story to tell. If you or your organisation would like a professional podcast series to reach your own audience, or if you'd like training so you can do it yourself, I can help. Go to TonyLloydRadio.com. Human Stories with Tony Lloyd.